Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the... Check. Check. Thanks to the three of you who reached out regarding the mishap. All that was happening is I had mistaken a chunk of uh, a former episode, I believe episode 153, I'd mistaken that with the file for the outro song. That song, by the way, is called Summer. It's an instrumental I wrote many years ago, probably like 10 years ago. So you can actually get my music at davek1.bandcamp.com if you want. I think I mentioned that before. There are a few songs on there. There's a song called Forgiving Robin on there that is the, it's the best song I've ever written. It's about forgiveness and finding the gift in that which is excruciating to deal with. So this is this horrific ordeal I had with this twins, quote unquote, twin soul that she just tortured me and I let her. And there's this, um, I watched this, these YouTube videos. I've mentioned these YouTube videos that I watch. I don't know if this might be on the upcoming podcast that I'm creating, but there's this psychotherapist who I follow. I don't think I've talked about this in this episode, but there's this psychotherapist I follow named Sam Vlacken, I believe his name is. And he talks about narcissism and and twin flames. And basically he says that like a twin flame is basically a sociopath or a psychopath. A twin flame is a psychopath who takes a snapshot of you and then basically seeks to make you their slave. And he described it and I never, I've never been able to see this person the same. I'm like, I still send her texts. I don't know why, but I've really never been able to see her in the same way. I'm like, yeah, you might be an evil psychosociopath. I don't know. But through the lens of Course in Miracles, right, this person is a projection of the shit that exists within me that I need to let go and heal. And by healing her or healing that, by forgiving her, rather, forgiving Robin, as the song says, I am forgiving aspects of myself that I have judgments about or guilt around. So hence the song, hence the song. Um, and I think it's a really beautiful song. So maybe check it out. Go to, go to uh, forgiving, go to Dave K. one, Dave K one.bandcamp.com and listen to forgiving Robin. I don't like the production on it. It always sounded a little wacky. At some point I will re re-record it and reproduce it. So I was into Course in Miracles stuff just at the beginning when I wrote that song and really wrapping my head around the power of forgiveness or my soul around the power of forgiveness. That was an incredibly challenging ordeal to say the very least. So that being said, this episode will not be repeating a chunk of episode 153. It will have the, maybe I'll make the music outro that song. I think I will. It's time to switch it up. So you don't have to go to Dave K1, although you could. Lesson 157, into his presence would I enter now. This is a day of silence and of trust. It is a special time of promise in your calendar of days. It is a time heaven has set apart to shine upon and cast a timeless light upon this day when echoes of eternity are heard. This day is holy, 
for it ushers in new experience, a different kind of feeling and awareness. You have spent long days and nights in celebrating death. Today, you learn to feel the joy of life. This is another crucial turning point in the curriculum. We add a new dimension now, a fresh experience that sheds a light on all that we have learned already and prepares us for what we have yet to learn. It brings us to the door where learning ceases and we catch a glimpse of what lies past the highest reaches it can possibly attain. It leaves us here an instant and we go beyond it, sure of our direction and our only goal. I was watching this David Hawkins talk last night and he basically says that when, when you're doing committed spiritual work, like you're practicing forgiveness, always in all situations for everyone, no matter what, or if you are living by the principle to be kind towards all of life in all of its expressions, no matter what, and you have truly committed to that spiritual work, that what eventually happens and that is inevitable is that God starts to pull you. So you're no longer reaching for God. God is pulling you towards him. So keep doing this work. Today it will be given you to feel a touch of heaven, though you will return to paths of learning. Yet you have come far enough along the way to alter time sufficiently to rise above its laws and walk into eternity a while. This you will learn to do increasingly as every lesson faithfully rehearsed brings you more swiftly to this holy place and leaves you for a moment to yourself, capital S. He will direct your practicing today, for what you ask for now is what he wills. And having joined your will with his this day, what you are asking must be given you. Nothing is needed but today's idea to light your mind and let it rest in still anticipation and in quiet joy, wherein you quickly leave, wherein you quickly leave the world behind. So just imagine, so that he will direct your practicing for today. So sort of imagine what's happening in that is that he is starting to grab onto you because you have been reaching for him. From this day forth, your ministry takes on a genuine devotion and a glow that travels from your fingertips to those you touch and blesses those you look upon. A vision reaches everyone you meet and everyone you think of or who thinks of you. For your experience today will, for your experience today will so transform your mind that it becomes the touchstone of the holy thoughts of God stuff is not a joke. Your body will be sanctified today. It's only purpose being now to bring the vision of what you experience this day to light the world. We cannot give experience like this directly, yet it leaves a vision in your eyes, which we can offer everyone. I'm going to read that again. We cannot give experience like this directly, yet it leaves a vision in our eyes, which we can offer everyone that he may come the sooner to the same experience in which the world is quietly forgot and heaven is remembered a while. So um, consider that what this talking about here is like what, when you pray for somebody, they're not really feeling your prayers and they may experience the benefit of them, 
but they might not realize that this is so, or maybe it will cross their mind a decade later that your prayers were actually working for them. I think that's what that's saying. As this experience increases and all goals but this become of little worth, the world to which you will return becomes a little closer to the end of time, a little more like heaven in its ways, a little nearer its deliverance. And you who bring it light will, and you who bring it light will come to see the light more sure, the vision more distinct. The time will come when you will not return in the same form in which you now appear, for you will have no need of it. Yet now it has a purpose and will serve it well. So you in your body currently there is a need for it, but the time will come, right, in which you will have no need for this current form. So for now, your current form, you in your body, has a purpose, and it will serve it well. Today we will embark upon a course you have not dreamed of, but the Holy One, the giver of the happy dreams of life, translator of perception into truth, the holy guide to heaven given you, has dreamed for you this journey, which you make and start today with the experience this day holds out to you to be your own. Into Christ's presence we will enter now, serenely unaware of everything except his shining face and perfect love. The vision of his face will stay with you, but there will be an instant which transcends all vision, even this, the holy, the holiest. This you will never teach, for you attained it now, not through learning, Yet the vision speaks of your remembrance of what you knew that instant and will surely know again. So I'm inclined to share, as I did, I believe the other day, that I've been having these beatific experiences of higher consciousness, of transcending the levels of consciousness, of moving up in my level of consciousness. And I was in a particularly heightened state, I want to say three or four mornings ago, maybe five mornings ago, and I heard Doc, David Hawkins, everybody calls him Doc, going, ha, 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 what, you thought I was joking? <laughs> if you know the way David Hawkins talks, just go to YouTube and Google Dr. David Hawkins or David Hawkins. And I just heard him chuckling and basically inviting me into the, the new state. And it was frightening. I think I did share about this. It was frightening because if enlightenment truly is what is at the end of this rainbow, um, there's a point at which you have to take on your ego and leave it behind. And uh, according to the masters who have transcended the ego, it is the one time where you are faced with death and the finality of it. And it's the only time you can truly face death. And David Hawkins says that every time that you have been like a soldier in a battle or have laid down your life for something greater, that it is essentially preparation for the final moment in which you transcend the ego um, after lifetimes and lifetimes of sort of trying to or attempting to or getting close to it. 
So really amazing stuff. Consider that this is consider that this is where we're headed. That this is again no idle fantasy. That this stuff is not a joke. That we are doing powerful transformational work that benefits the entire world and universe. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to try to dig up that song for giving Robin and you can have a listen. Forgive me if I can't find it, but I'm going to try. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Keep